part four section ten of the freedom of the will by jonathan edwards this librivox recording is in the public domain concerning sin's first entrance into the world the things which have already been offered may serve to obviate or clear many of the objections which might be raised concerning sin's first coming into the world as though it would follow from the doctrine maintained that god must be the author of the first sin through his so disposing things that it should necessarily follow from his permission that the sinful act should be committed etc i need not therefore stand to repeat what has been said already about such a necessity not proving god to be the author of sin in any ill sense or in any such sense as to infringe any liberty of man concerned in his moral agency or capacity of blame guilt and punishment but should it nevertheless be said that if god when he had made man might so order his circumstances that from these together with his withholding further assistance and divine influence his sin would infallibly follow why might not god as well have first made man with a fixed prevailing principle of sin in his heart i answer one it was meet if sin did come into existence and appear in the world it should arise from the imperfection which properly belongs to a creature as such and should appear so to do that it might appear not to be from god as the efficient or fountain but this could not have been if man had been made at first with sin in his heart nor unless the abiding principle and habit of sin were first introduced by an evil act of the creature if sin had not arisen from the imperfection of the creature it would not have been so visible that it did not arise from god as the positive cause and real source of it but it would require room that cannot be here allowed fully to consider all the difficulties which have been started concerning the first entrance of sin into the world and therefore too i would observe that objections against the doctrine that has been laid down in opposition to the armenian notion of liberty from these difficulties are altogether impertinent because no additional difficulty is incurred by adhering to a scheme in this manner differing from theirs and none would be removed or avoided by agreeing with and maintaining theirs nothing that the armenians say about the contingence or self-determining power of man's will can serve to explain with less difficulty how the first sinful volition of mankind could take place and man be justly charged with the blame of it to say the will was self-determined or determined by free choice in that sinful volition which is to say that the first sinful volition was determined by a foregoing sinful volition is no solution of the difficulty it is an odd way of solving difficulties to advance greater in order to it to say two and two make nine or that a child begat his father solves no difficulty no more does it to say the first sinful act of choice was before the first sinful act of choice and chose and determined it and brought it to pass 
nor is it any better solution to say the first sinful volition chose determined and produced itself which is to say it was before it was nor will it go any further towards helping us over the difficulty to say the first sinful volition arose accidentally without any cause at all any more than it will solve that difficult question how the world could be made out of nothing to say it came into being out of nothing without any cause as has been already observed and if we should allow that the first evil volition should arise by perfect accident without any cause it would relieve no difficulty about god laying the blame of it to man for how was man to blame for perfect accident which had no cause and which therefore he was not the cause of any more than if it came by some external cause such kind of solutions are no better than if some person going about to solve some of the strange mathematical paradoxes about infinitely great and small quantities as that some infinitely great quantities are infinitely greater than some other infinitely great quantities and also that some infinitely small quantities are infinitely less than others which yet are infinitely little should say that mankind have been under a mistake in supposing a greater quantity to exceed a smaller and that a hundred multiplied by ten makes but a single unit End of part four section ten